and this is your friendly neighborhood podcast about living in Iraq. Where we both lived for combined 11 years. That's right. So we know all the things. Except for the things we bring in the guests for. So this week, we're going to talk about electricity, which kind of makes me want to do the do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> it's electric. The electric slide. Oh, okay. The electric slide. I don't think I ever did the electric slide with words. Oh, weird. Well, it's electric. I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> A lot of things are. Um, they don't have an electric slide in Kurdistan. Uh, we taught Although it once. They, really? Yeah, we did. <laughs> Folks, let me just tell you that we are ping pong balls today. Um, just bouncing around. So this is a little weird. That's why. I'm just not going to edit this we, one. We, we taught the electric slide to all of the students uh, that came to the basketball camp my very first week in Iraq. Like, we had a whole gymnasium full of kids doing it. There's probably a video of it somewhere I should track down. Yeah, you should. I would love to see you do the electric slide. I'm not sure any of the video includes me. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I can picture it in my head, and it's... Okay. It's almost enough. Almost enough. If you see all the kids doing it, you'll be able to imagine me there... In a bright red t-shirt. I think that's enough about the electric slide. Because <laughs> it's not really what we spent the most of our days dealing with. No. Um, I think electricity is one of those things that we are just used to in the U.S. being almost like an inalienable right. Mm -hmm. That humans have the right to electricity. And if we don't have it, we're just like horribly inconvenienced and... Life falls apart. Yeah, we have to go home. Like, <laughs> yeah. there's no power. I gotta go home. Um, but when I first went to Iraq in 2006, that winter I was there, we had one hour of city electricity every other day. And we had a personal generator that we ran for an hour on the off days. Just to, like, keep your refrigerator cold? or Yeah, for the refrigerator, for things like charging phones... Mm -hmm. And for lights, because honestly, in the winter, that's one of the so hard dark. parts. Yeah. It's just, it's so dark. And if you don't have electricity at night, everything is really dark. And candles and lanterns and that kind of stuff only go so far. Yeah. I feel like I've spent a lot of time in darkness, even during the not winter, because the way that the first house I lived in was built mm -hmm. was just like, we had windows in the front but it was built like a condo, and there were no other windows. Well, most of the houses are built like that, you know, yeah. right up next to each other. And it's just like, if you don't have electricity, you could go in your bedroom and not be able to see anything, because yeah. it's like a cave back there. I remember we would get used to bringing a lit candle in with us into the shower, even mm -hmm. if we had electricity, because the likelihood is it's going to go out. Even later on, yeah. you know, and then you are in the pitch black uh -huh. in a slippery surface. In uh -huh. I, I just got used to showering in the dark. Yeah, eventually, and, like, I think knowing I did by feel where things were. How does your shampoo feel? Yes, like <laughs> having distinctively shaped bottles so that you knew what was what. Yeah, or like the smell sometimes. Uh huh. Um, sometimes here in the U.S. I take showers in the dark. I've done that. because I'm too tired to turn on the light, and I just want to remain in darkness hmm. and let my body wake up slowly. Mine is because I haven't remembered to change the light bulb in my shower in a couple <laughs> weeks. <laughs> First world problems. But see, I don't mind. Yeah, 
It's true. I got used to it. It's true. <laughs> but we, you you come up with a lot of different workarounds for having power go out or, mm-hmm. you know, we only ever had propane stoves there because yep. an electric one, you know, will go out. You won't be able to cook your food. That's or true. Which has ruined me for electric stoves. Like, yeah. I hate cooking on them now because propane's the way to go, baby. Um, there's also <laughs> workarounds for, like... Our school stuff, because sure. sometimes for curriculum you have, oh, digital media or... You need to make copies of something. <laughs> copies. Yeah, we did some tests where you had to read the questions off the board and, mm-hmm. and write it down. And write and it down. Yeah, I gave many a quiz that was like, okay, <laughs> here's the matching questions. Just copy this. And, you know, a 20-minute quiz ends up taking your entire class time because you got to write the question on the board, let them write it and answer it, and write the next question on the board. Yeah. Can take a long time. for multiple-choice questions. But, yeah, you figure things out like that, and you figure workarounds. Like, um, my last year teaching, I taught art history, and it's really hard to teach art history if you can't show pictures of the art. Mm-hmm. Um, so I bought and brought with me a little mini projector that ran on batteries. Nice. Um, so I could set it up and just, like, make sure that my laptop was charged before I went to class. Mm-hmm. And I never had to, like, worry about, are we going to have electricity or not? Because I just, like, it's, like, self-sufficient. I'll take care of it. I also use that projector to make a map of Middle Earth for my literature class. But that's nice. a different story. But, yeah, you you learn to use the electricity that you have, like, really efficiently, and it gets to be really normal. Like, it's not a huge inconvenience most of the time. Um, It does, and you, you know, it's not unusual to come home and be like, oh, the electricity is out. I need to make dinner. I'm going to stand in front of the fridge and think about all the things that I need, so I only have to open the fridge once, get out what I need, Mm -hmm. and then not open it again. And then, you know, when the power does come on... We all, my in my home we always called it the the happy power dance because <laughs> especially if you're only getting an hour you know a day or right. you know even a few hours a day at different points you the power comes on and you just drop whatever it is you're doing and you go and turn on things that need right. to be turned on you know turn on the internet or whatever you turn on the dryer or the washing machine those ones were big ones you'd set up and load in advance mm-hmm. and then like hit start as soon as it came on so that right. it would have time to actually finish the cycle before it went out again yeah. um, plug in things that maybe you didn't have plugged in or sometimes turn off lights that mm-hmm. you had left on and without about thinking about yeah i i definitely got in the habit of if the power went out and i was going to bed i would just go around and check all the light switches and make yep. sure that i had turned everything off because there's nothing quite like waking up in the middle of the night to your entire like, house becoming bright right yeah it's a little disruptive <laughs> yeah and you kind of mentioned this there there are two different kinds of power there's city power which we just always called cataba or mm-hmm. city power yeah. And on City Power, you can run, like, everything in your house. Yeah. Pretty much. It's like, unlimited. You can blow dry your hair and microwave popcorn at the same time and, like, no And problem. run your splits and... Your dryers and, yeah, all those The things. hot water heater usually was yeah, connected to that. water. Gotta love the hot water heater one. And that's great. And in my time, we usually got, my first year, we would have two to three hours of City Power. Yeah. 
every day. And I think these days, what are they up to like 12 or so it, hours it of sitting? It depends. Like, uh, Erbil went through a time where there was just no city power for oh. like days at a time. Mm-hmm. hook was always pretty consistent. You know, from about 4 p.m. until about 8 8 a.m. the next morning, we almost always had city power. Mm. So that's one type, and that is, like, the best, because you can run everything. (laughs) Yeah, but it is also a little... Sometimes it's a little less scheduled, Mm -hmm. and it's not terribly reliable. Right. And, like, it can go off, and then, like, three minutes later, come back on. Like, they're trying to knock people off who maybe aren't at home running the things, actually, but just left things on. My favorite, though, with for a while there, the city power always went out at midnight. Mm -hmm. And so if I was up, I could stand on the roof of our house and watch whole sections of the city go dark. Dark. All at once. That is pretty cool. It was great. The way that I always knew... Well, in two different houses, we had two different ways of knowing that the uh, city power had come on. And that was there was a breaker box that had a big red light. Yes. And if the big red light was on, it meant that you had city power. um, And it automatically switched you over from the the neighborhood generator power to city power, which was brilliant. Yep. One of the houses I was in did that. It was so awesome. Um, But the other house I was in was an apartment with four other apartments in one building. I just would keep one split turned on all the time. Mm-hmm. And so if the power came on, that split would kick on. And, and I'd be ding. like, woohoo! Here we go! <laughs> Turn on all the cooling! Um, yeah, we had a... we had One of the houses I was in is more like that. And we had to go then and manually flip mm-hmm. the rest of the house over to yeah. the city power from the neighborhood generator. I don't know in that house if I had to do that or if I just had one of the other people that lived there that just did it. That just did it for you. Um, so that's one kind. The other kind is neighborhood generator, which is molida, which I think just means generator. I think so. And depending on your neighborhood, sometimes it was really reliable and sometimes it was like, is anybody going to turn the neighborhood generator on ever into hook we had a time when there was a fuel shortage, mm. and so they wouldn't turn the neighborhood generators on. And so then you're just stuck with no electricity at all. But the interesting thing about the neighborhood generators is that unlike the unlimited Carabarese, the city power, um, you purchase it, you pay for it monthly, and you pay for a certain number of amps. Mm-hmm. And so you've got out on a pole at the end of a street, you know, one of the streets. Somewhere. Somewhere. You have to find it. <laughs> I was so glad the one, it, my, my second, the second place I lived was right outside my house. Mm-hmm. It was very handy. So on this pole, basically you have a breaker box. Yeah. And the, with like 20 to 30 switches on it. Right. And so then your breaker will flip if you use more than the number of amps that you have purchased. Mm-hmm. So that meant that you had to, we eventually learned how to calculate, you know, for different appliances, how many amps it used. So we couldn't run the dryer and we couldn't run the hot water heater, obviously, Um, but we could run a blow dryer as long as we turned off almost everything else in the house. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And we could run our microwave, but only in like 10 second increments. If you left it going longer (laughs) than that, it would flip. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the toaster was a no-go, but we could run the coffee pot as long as nobody tried to blow dry their hair at the same time. Yeah. And just so like all these different things and appliances and like sometimes you just flip it and you don't know exactly why and you realize 
everybody just has everything plugged Plugged in. in. Right. Because if you haven't had power in a couple days, like, everybody needs to charge their laptop. Everybody needs to charge everything. Your phone or whatever. We always called it the walk of shame when you had to go out to the pole and flip your breaker switch back because it was like, you know that your neighbors are sitting in their living rooms being like, ha, stupid Americans (laughs) trying to use too much electricity. Especially if you have to take that trip over and over and over again within like a 10, 15 minute period. You've flipped that switch back like eight times and you're just like, I can't, I can't. Yeah. And there were definitely times, especially when I had multiple roommates where like we wouldn't communicate well with each other and it would just be like, I'm in the middle of this. And the electricity went off sometimes being stubborn i would just wait and see if anyone else noticed and would go and flip the switch (laughs) it worked to my advantage occasionally but it felt like it was usually me (laughs) often it would switch right when you um switch like if city power shut off Mm -hmm. and neighborhood knew when it was going to come off and so it just switched over automatically right Right. away you'd have too much running but often then you know one other neighbors would have that same problem and so some little boy with a long Mm, pole (laughs) a broomstick will run out and he'll just go flip all the switches up that have been flipped down we had in one of our neighborhoods we had kids that would just be out in the street and they would notice when our breaker would well it's loud it goes and then they would just go and flip it back on for us which didn't really solve the problem because we would still have all the things plugged in but it was very nice it was very nice yeah, and paying your electric bill there is also really interesting. It's a bit of an adventure. Well, for the neighborhood generator, there's a guy that will walk around, like, in the middle of the night and bang on gates and just oh, really? be like, Molita, Molita, and, you know, you have to trust that he really is the Molita man and go See, out and pay him. That's not how it worked in my neighborhood. But again, this is a neighborhood-by-neighborhood neighborhood thing. That's true. Like, we, there was this little shack... Mm-hmm. next to the generator like this giant generator the size of a big truck and we just had to go down there every month and pay the amount they would hope come, they were there they would come door there. to door i guess i lived in population dense enough neighborhoods that i don't think i even knew where the generator was in uh, my neighborhoods it was handy for us because it was in between our home and the school mm-hmm. so we would walk past it yeah. fairly frequently you just had to catch him on a day that he was actually there. in the shack <laughs> yep And then um, for City Power, I don't know that I ever actually went and paid a City Power, which is not to say I didn't pay my bills. I did. It's just a man place. Yes. And so either one of the guys on the team would go and do it or Mm. one of my male friends from school would do it. For those, they would, like, stick a bill under your door. <laughs> this like, little tiny little index slip. card slip of paper. Oh, we had ones that had, like, the official KRG, like... Ooh, no. And they were fancy. Ours had a little stamp on them, I think. Mm-hmm. But this little tiny slip of paper. And the water was that way, too. Yeah. Like, just this little slip of paper that can get lost. The water the water guy would come around, too. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes he would catch us while we were home. If you don't pay the bill, though, they're not turning anything off. Um, It just kind of accrues. Mm -hmm. And then if you happen to move into a house where no one has paid the electric or water bill for however long, you get stuck with this huge bill to pay. Yep. And they're kind of like, yeah, you got to pay it. Sorry. Like, they're not even sorry. They're just like, this is the way it is. It's the way it is. You're probably going to leave a big bill for the next person. Mm Mm-hmm. 
yeah. which we didn't. Yeah, I don't. It's possible that I did for at least one of my apartments, but not on purpose, out of ignorance. But with that neighborhood power, like it sometimes filled in. Like mm-hmm. there were days, especially when I bef- well before ISIS during the end of my time there, um, there was there were days where we had twenty four hours of yeah. electricity, but. Even with that 24 hours, there were still minutes where it was off. Right. In between it was stuff. switching in between. Yeah. So that always made me laugh that, like, some of the teacher manual books would be like, consider using, you know, flipping the lights on and off as a way to get the attention of your students. And you're like, no, because the lights go off here all the time. Mm-hmm. And everyone gets used to it. So if you're at a dinner with someone and the lights go out at home or in a restaurant or any, nobody bats an eye. Like, right. everyone just keeps going. Mm-hmm. Because it'll either come back on or they'll come around with candles or whatever. Yeah. Uh, We had one time where the transformer or something to our building just completely died. And they came in and fixed it. And, like, we were without power for probably a day. And then I noticed that, like, the next day we still didn't have any power. But it seemed like some of our neighbors did. Like, we are in an apartment building at that point. Um, and I was kind of like, huh, that's kind of weird. Like, maybe they just haven't gotten to replacing our breakers yet, you know. Mm-hmm. We'll give it another day. And that night happened to be, like, the coldest night of the <laughs> yeah. winter. Um, and I was living with a girl named Carrie who did not like the cold. When you don't have any electricity, you can't run your electric heaters, and Which, you don't want to run the kerosene or propane at night because right. that could kill you. Right. And at that point, all we had was electric heaters mm. because I personally hate kerosene heaters. They make me feel ill. And I would rather just, like, put on all the clothing I own, which is what I did. Like, that night, I put on all the clothing I owned. I got under my blankets and was like a toasted little burrito. And I got up the next morning and went looking for Carrie Well, I got up the next morning to, like, carry on with my life (laughs) and went into her room to, like, wake her up to make sure that, like, she was okay. And she wasn't there. She wasn't in her room. And I was like, well, maybe she slept, like, in the... We had, like, a separate living room area. So, like, maybe she's in there. She wasn't in the living room. Our Not in the bathroom. (laughs) Not in the bathroom. Our kitchen had a door that closed it off from the rest of the apartment. Like, this is not a large apartment. It was small. (laughs) And I, she was a small person, but I was like, where did she go? Did she, like, get up in the middle of the night and decide she was freezing and, like, call one of our friends to, like, come and take her to their house? I don't think she would do that, but, like, I've lost my roommate. <laughs> and I noticed that the door to the kitchen was closed, and so I went in there, and, like, at first blush was just like, there's no, there's, she's not in here either. And then I noticed there was, like, a pile of blankets on top of one of the counters. And I was like, (laughs) Carrie? And she, like, pops up and she's like, yeah, it was really cold. And so I came in here and I turned on the oven and opened the door and, like, let it get warm. And then I would go to sleep and turn the the oven off and go to sleep. And then I would wake up because it was cold and turn the oven back on. And I was like, you slept on top of the kitchen counter all night? (laughs) She was like, yeah, it was the only way I could get warm. And I was just like, 
okay, we got to solve this electrical problem. We cannot, like, you can't keep doing this. <laughs> uh, only to find out that there was a second breaker to the apartment uh, that I didn't know about. Second breaker. That had been turned off by the people fixing the electrical stuff, and they never turned it back on. Mm-hmm. And so one of my neighbors helped me find it. And we turned it back on, and it was hunky-dory. And Let's say, um... Then we bought a propane heater, and we're never cold again. That's not true. That's not but, true. But you were never forced to sleep on your counter. Well, I was run. never forced to sleep <laughs> on the counter, ever. Carrie, but. Carrie's a tiny person. She is. I, I really had thought that she was gone forever. It's also interesting that they don't have, like, there's no electrical codes for anything. That's true. And so... People just run wires wherever they want. Yeah, and they get really creative with their wiring. <laughs> their wiring, <laughs> Um, this is also something we have pictures of where it just looks like a bird's nest of electrical wires. And yeah, heaven forbid something should ever happen to that because, man, it would be a mess. I've, I've seen one of those poles catch on fire. I don't doubt it. It doesn't surprise <laughs> me at all. One of the other things every house has is a pump that pumps water up to the tanks on the top of the house. Uh-huh. And we had one that when they had wired it in... They grounded the electric wiring to the pump itself. So if you turned the pump on and were touching it, it would, like, zap you. Shock you. And it took us a while to figure this out. We kept um, the kitchen oven mitts (laughs) out by the water pump. (laughs) Because if you had the insulation, it didn't shock you. There you go. For a while, in one of my houses, we wore rubber gloves to wash our dishes. Which can seem normal. But it was because the water that came out of our faucet was electrified (laughs) and very zappy and the whole sink and counter around the sink was metal so Uh like if you were running water like the entire surface of it holy moly would not shock you shock you but But like give you a buzz buzz. and uh the water was a little more shocky but Mm -hmm. the the just the countertop it would just give you this this buzz as you touched it it was very unnerving and we discovered that I still don't know exactly how that worked. Yeah. But we had a leak under a shower that was causing water to pool in a place that probably connected to Something. electrical wires. When we solved the, the, the shower leak problem, the electric water problem awesome. went away. We didn't necessarily connect those at first. Mm-hmm. That wasn't why we were solving the water shower leak problem. Right. But... When we solved that one, the electric water went away, and we were very glad. I mean... It was a sink. It was the kitchen sink and the sink that was in the bathroom just on the other side of that. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it wasn't all of it. It wasn't the shower water. Right. Thank goodness. Thank goodness, for sure. But it was so buzzy. And those are things that you... Like, in the U.S., like you were saying, you would just, like, call someone and they would come and fix it. Or, like... <laughs> You would figure out what was wrong, but I feel like because there are no codes, you can't just call someone and be like, this is the problem I'm having. They're not going to know any, have any clue what because, caused yeah, it. They have, they have no idea because it could literally be anything. Yeah. It's just, and you would learn to live with stuff like that mm-hmm. or work around it. In some I mean, way. I, yeah, sometimes you just attempt to fix things. Mm-hmm. That you never would fix on your own otherwise. Right. 
Uh, yeah, like rewiring a dryer plug. Yeah. I did that because uh, one of our friends there in Kurdistan convinced me that the dryer plug was going to short circuit and burn my whole house down. <laughs> and so, like, he fixed it initially, and then it went out again, and I was like, I can fix it. And I did. And yeah. I only got shocked twice. There you go. So. I rewired a light switch in my house. Mm-hmm. And actually, that was another one of those situations where you're like, mm, somebody did something funky here with the the electric, because I shut off the electricity to my house with the outside main breaker. Right. So, all the electricity. All of the electricity. City, Melita, all of it. And when I was rewiring the light switch, I still got shocked. Yeah. I will say one of the things I miss is that all of the um, sockets had on-off switches. Yeah. So you didn't have to unplug things if you wanted them to turn off. Right. Because you didn't always want things hooked up to electricity. No. Sometimes there are spikes in the electricity right. as well, and you can fry stuff pretty easily. Fried a lot of mm. fried a lot of things. Had a blow dryer catch on fire. Ooh, that's exciting. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I ever had a blow dryer catch on fire. I think I burned out a. Uh, a tea kettle, though, a couple mm. times. I made the mistake of bringing electric Christmas lights mm, mm-hmm. from the U.S. Oh, yeah. Those fry, like, in Well, snap. partly because, and we haven't mentioned this yet, but they run on 220 electricity right. rather than 110, 110 like the U.S. And mm-hmm. when they started popping the second day they were plugged in, right. I was like, huh, oh, yeah. Why did I think of that? I think about that for everything else, mm-hmm. but somehow for something decorative, it was like, yeah. oh, this will be fine. But even the 221s, like, we burned out so many Christmas lights. Because mm-hmm. sometimes it doesn't run at 220. Right. Sometimes it runs at 240 or 250. For, like, a second, and it just, like, fries everything. I brought several converters as well, because, I mean, I just had things that I couldn't Right. Or didn't want to I mean, risk basically it. like surge protectors. Yeah. We have a lot of stuff plugged into mm-hmm. surge protectors. We plugged our TV and stuff into surge protectors. I killed a lot of uh, computer cords because they have mm. the conversion box thing on them. Right. Oh, and I took a Wii with me. A Nintendo Wii. Not like a... <laughs> anyway. Um... <laughs> And I killed the, the breaker in that, like, oh, the first okay. time I used it because I didn't think about it. Because a lot of to, electronics do both. Right. We'll do the conversion, and for whatever reason, it wouldn't. And I found an expat friend that was like, yeah, I can fix that for you. And he fixed it. And then he was like, never do that again. <laughs> yeah. He was like, I can fix it once. I can't fix it again. And I still have that We Actually, it's in our house. Here we still in use. He did a good job fixing it. He did a good job fixing it. It. it survived two uh, international cross-transatlantic flights, too, wow. which is pretty impressive. So we can basically never get rid of it. Right. It's, it's, sometimes I think about those things, I'm like, it's amazing that we survived. The weird part about it really is, though, that it just got to be so normal. Mm-hmm. So normal. You don't even think about it, really. Yeah. It gets to be just as easy as any other thing you do in your life. Mm-hmm. Just the same rhythms and patterns and having candles on hand or keeping your lanterns charged or any of those other things that you regu- you take care of on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Just like any of those. Yeah, and it's kind of gotten to the point that when the electricity goes out here in the U.S., which happens like maybe twice a year for like two hours it's kind of like oh we're back in Kurdistan this is so exciting 
exciting. I remember my first couple, even my whole first year here in the U.S., there were days where I was like, I just want a break from the electricity. Mm -hmm. I loved the days where, like, the power went out, and so you just go to bed, or, yep. you know, you stop whatever you're doing because it just it's too dark or too hard, and, mm -hmm. and you, you know, sit around and chat, or... Mm -hmm. You do something else. And even just the hum of electricity, mm -hmm. you don't realize how noisy that is in our lives all the time, everywhere. Until until it's not there. So there are days where I felt, I think there actually was a day where I went here in the U.S. and shut off the electricity to my house. Because <laughs> I was like, I just can't take it. Can't I can't take it. the buzz anymore. on Facebook or Instagram or on our website at servantgroup.org. Yeah, and if you have a question that we haven't answered yet, send us an email or Facebook message. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. So that's electricity. <laughs> it's electric. There you go. <laughs>